He won't let me control him. All right. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Happy belated Thanksgiving. I hope that you all had a good one and that on your travels back home or wherever you're going, be careful and watch out for Allah U Abba folks. All right. So be careful. Then. Keep your eyes open. And good morning to everybody here. Good morning. How y'all? Welcome. Good. Everybody had a good Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, hold on for the mic. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We already had ours. We're from Canada. You're from Canada? Yeah, and we really? came here yesterday. So. And you just got here yesterday? Yes. But so, we went to L.A. and then we uh, Vegas, and then we came here. Right on. Mm-hmm. And so when did you have it in Canada? It's in October. Oh, it is? So yeah. you already celebrated? Oh, yeah, we did. So did you eat with us here in America, too? We stayed at a hotel, so we had pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your first time here? My What's first time. Tea. Any questions for me? I do, but right now I don't know. But I do have questions. Oh, you do? And you don't want to ask right now? I cannot think of anything. Oh, I see. Anything you disagree with? No, I agree with everything. Really? And are you married? No. And you have a boyfriend? No. Oh, that's your brother? That's my brother. Oh, that's your brother. Oh, good. <laughs> when you said you're in Vegas, I'm thinking, like, oh, God. <laughs> no, with my brother. Good. Well, welcome. Thank you. My producer's from uh, Canada. He's not uh, here today. Nick? Yeah, he's from Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your name? Nash. Nash. Any questions about anything? Um, I have lots of questions, but I'm going to let everybody figure out where this is going. No, I but, want you to, you're oh, away from Canada. You okay. should take advantage of it now. So my question is, uh, I got introduced to you uh, by my sister. Right on. And after she introduced me to you, I realized that, like, I'm a typical, very beta male. I'm married, and I have a three-year-old daughter. Yeah. you married? Yeah. And you have a three-year-old daughter? Yeah. Okay. And I'm 32. And you're 32? Yeah. You look young, man. Oh, black don't crack. <laughs> Even in Canada, black don't crack. <laughs> Go ahead. So, throughout my before I got married, I was a very I thought I was a very alpha male. But then when I got married, I realized uh, the wife that I got married to, she brought out the anger in me. So I feel like we're both angry people. Yeah. To the point where I've done the typical stuff you talked about. I've cried in front of her. Oh, I told my God. her my problems. <laughs> you told her your problems? Yeah. Oh, my God. So not, and also, the relationship got to a point where it got physical. Like, I mean, she beating me because I was, I'm still beta, beating but, you? Yeah. <laughs> you told Harpo to beat me. So the <laughs> issue that I have now is I've been watching your stuff for like almost six months now. And I have, I'm, I'm in the process of waking up. Yes. But, like, now when I see my wife, it hurts me. Like, when she does stuff, and when I see people around me, I'm getting to a point where, like, stuff that people do to me, it's kind of hurtful, and I don't know why I'm still stuck in this relationship. The first time I, like, in my head, it makes sense because I'm, you know, my daughter, I don't want her to live without me and stuff like that. Right. But then at the same time, I'm not happy. Like, I'm struggling. Like, I'm hurting inside. So I don't know where the issue is. Right. 
and I feel like I kind of like the pain. Like sometimes when you like the pain, I feel so because I always go back. Everybody who has done something wrong to me, I always go back. Right. And even with my wife too, I always. You know, it's never her. It's always me. I always try to find a way to make things work and stuff like that. Amazing. And so uh, what does the pain feel like? It sucks because a year ago I I got depressed to the point like I fell. And I started having these anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah. And I started doing the medication medication stuff. You are the medication? No, no, no. I did it for like three weeks. Uh, and then it was just making me yawn and stuff like that. But then I stopped the medication oh, because good. I started, like, journaling and just having time for myself. And that kind of helped me. And then now I'm past that. But, like, now when I have some moments, it's always when I'm dealing with my wife. Yeah. That's kind of triggers it. And it's even making it worse because now my dad also got diagnosed with cancer. So now it's, like, so many things happening at the same time. Right. And it's kind of overwhelming. I don't know what to deal with. So I feel like I have my life on pause. And I'm trying to deal with my dad's situation, my relationship. So I don't know. It's like very confusing. What do you have to do with your dad's situation? Your father's uh, situation? We have to help him with the medication and stuff like that. We who? Me and my sister. And I have another oh, sister. Oh, he doesn't have insurance? No, he does. But like. Like taking him to hospitals, making sure because he, he has brain cancer, so sometimes he forgets. Oh. So getting on top of that and also making sure his bills are paid and stuff like that. Where's, his, where's your mother? She's there, but. Why can't also, she do that? Say that again? Why can't she handle all that? No, she can, but they're like older and they're also like oh, immigrants, so oh, stuff gets like a little bit complicated, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, do you feel sad about your father having cancer? Cancer? I used to, but then she kind of helped me go through it, and now I don't look at it as right I'm not sad, I'm anything, I'm just, I'm okay with it now. Good, yeah. good. And so what's your question for me? My question is, the relation, how do you know when to walk away? Or do you, like, I feel like I know the answer, but then it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the beta in me. Beta. Yeah. <laughs> beta, beta from Canada. And I'm just scared. I'm scared to make. I'm scared. And there's I don't some know. Some <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and all colors. Yeah. So that's where I'm stuck. Are you afraid at, to do what now? To walk away. I feel like. Why do I, you want to walk away? Because I feel like I'm walking away from my daughter. But why do you want to walk away from your wife? Because I'm going through the change and she's not. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, has she cheated on you? No. And you have not cheated on her, right? No. You can't walk away. You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to take her 50 years to overcome. And right at a little glimpse, when you see a little light in her, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> no. But you're in a very amazing position now. You're married, you have a child, now you're seeing reality. Just be patient, do the silent prayer, and be patient, be honest with her, and you are changing already. And your daughter and your wife will appreciate that in the long run, especially your daughter. She's going to appreciate it immediately. So you're becoming a man you need to become with your family. So you're doing just fine. And so the sadness that you feel, allow yourself to go through that because you're repentant, you're overcoming 
And then that's the right kind of sadness to go through. And so when she tempts you to be angry, just notice it, but it's not personal. Just know that she can't help herself. And just as you could not help yourself, don't judge yourself at all. Don't have an opinion about it. Just watch it. And amazing things are happening right now. So you're perfectly doing fine. It's working out the way it should. Your mind is being renewed, and the old ways are dying off. It's spiritual, and that's what takes place when you're born again. And, and, the reason, and if you were not born again, you could not see all these things happening on the inside. So you're doing really well, man. You're going to look back, and all those things will be done with, and you're not going to believe, wow, I used to feel that way. I forgot I felt that way. Or my wife used to get on my nerves. Now she doesn't. And so don't worry about it. You're doing just fine. The real you is growing. So allow yourself to grow because it's spiritual. So like a physical child grows, that's how you're growing in the spirit. All you need to do is watch and be honest. But then I feel like me becoming the man I'm becoming, it's triggering like... Hold it's triggering like some negative things in her. Like she doesn't like that. She doesn't like the fact that I'm taking charge now. Right. I'm telling her what to do. So it's like. But that's beautiful. You're bringing the hell out of her. You married her. You didn't see what you were getting into. Now you're waking up and you see you married Satan's daughter. But she needs you. She needs a father's love. So she needs you to love her like that so she can overcome. And she's going to kick and scream and throw up green stuff and, and, and scream at night while you're sleeping. But that's the love that's coming through you that's helping her to overcome. That's what women need from men. They need that from their father when they're growing up, but the father's a baiter. So when she get married, she needs you to be that way so she can overcome. The light in you is bringing out the darkness in her. That's what you were created for. So God can create love through you to help your wife and your kids. So that's good. As she loses control over you, and she doesn't like that, spirit doesn't like that at all. Yeah. And love having that control, now is losing control of your soul, and it doesn't know what to do. It's screaming and yelling and mad and all that because it's upset. It's losing your soul. So you're very fortunate. So is your wife and your child. Okay. So just relax and go through it. Not a big deal. Watch her how she's screaming and carrying on. And, we, and sometimes you see when she's acting out, you're like, wow, you look so crazy. Cut it out. I see you, Satan. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. And if she attacked you in a physical way, call the cops to have her arrested and leave her in jail until she can bail her way out. Do not get her out of jail. Have you done that already? <laughs> Do they have the same laws in, in, over there that if a woman, if a man attacks a woman, he go to jail? Uh, I see it on TV. Americans do that a lot. I guess. Not, right, but not, not in Canada? No. Oh, yeah. we pass a law that if a woman hits you, she's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but you're really doing just fine, man. I don't know, you just... It's tough, man. It's and you're dying. From, what's the, what else? Is, I mean, the other thing that's so nice about it, mm -hmm. you're becoming dispassionate. You're overcoming the passion because anyone who is into passion is a dangerous person and a weak person. Passion is of your father and the devil. Dispassion is of God.
So you're really growing. I'm excited about you. You're growing. Just be patient. That's all. And you're being cleansed of all that garbage you picked up. Did you go and forgive your mother? Yeah, I did, but... Speak into the mic for me. I did, but I don't think she understood. <laughs> she doesn't need to. Yeah. And what happened when you went to her? Uh, first of all, she's like, oh, so you're saying that uh, it was bad that I, I did all these good things and stuff like that? And you said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because now, like, the, the joke now is, like, every time when I when I visit them, my dad, and she cooks food, and I'm like, Mom, remember when you were younger, you, when you used to feed me, be like, mmm, yummy. Like, now, like, because when I was, when I got married, yeah. my wife's food could not, it didn't taste the same as my mom's food. Right. Like, no matter how my, because my <laughs> wife is an amazing cook, but then it just never tasted the same. Right. And, and I kind of brought that cooking. to, yeah. <laughs> and Mama's I brought, love. I brought that to her. She's still, even now, it's like, now it's like a joke for her. He's like, oh, yummy. Like, every time when I go to her house. But, like, it's a struggle, but, like, she's working through that. We tell her to cut it out. The next time she does, I say, you know what? You cut that out. I'm not coming back over here. You're going to treat me like a man, or I'm not coming back. I'm not your baby. No, because she's trying to draw you back in. Don't fall for it. Yeah. Really, put your foot down. Okay. Tell mama how the cow ate the cabbage. Really, you can't play around with that spirit. She's yeah. really trying to seduce you back into her world and control you. Mm. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It does? Yeah. What's wrong? It's like when I watch you and when I'm here now, it's just, it's very easy to say it. Like it's, like I get it, but like... Once I'm in the moment, it's it's not the same at all. I noticed that about men who yeah. wake up. They're like, oh, I'm all man now. Yeah. I can tell my woman what to do. And then as soon as something happens, they get mad or something like that. They won't snap out of it. Yeah. They become just like a woman, emotional. They don't let it go. They pretend like, they, oh, I got it. I'm walking on water. I observe. But for some reason, when they get mad, they'll just walk around looking crazy like a yeah. woman, right? And they won't just know that, you know what, I'm angry right now. This is that spirit that needs to die. And they won't just move on and, and let it be there and overcome it. They start acting like they never heard the truth. But when you get back home, just be aware and then speak up when those moments come. But if you miss it, no big deal. It'll come back around. Okay. Don't worry about it. So if mama go, oh, taste it, taste it, right? And you didn't say anything that time. She's going to do it again, and next time you'll be ready. But you have to be firm with her. Okay. Don't let her, because she'll seduce you back into it. And with your wife, be firm, but don't be angry. And if you're angry, just relax, but yet be firm. And you're changing the real you. Because it's spiritual, we can't change ourselves, of ourselves. That's why we shouldn't have an opinion of ourselves. I have no opinion of myself. Zero opinion. So don't have an opinion about anything. Just watch and live. You smoke pot? No, never did. No. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be firm with your wife, and that's what love is. Just don't be angry at her. She can't help it. Okay. And, but while you're growing, I'll repeat it, but while you're growing, your mind, you are going to slip into anger. Mm -hmm. Just know you are, and no big deal. 
and you're overcoming it. But if you judge yourself for being angry, Satan's going to tell you it's not working. You're not growing. It's not happening. It's not true. Only if you judge yourself. Okay. All right? Because your daughter and your wife need you. She's never had a father's love. That's true. Yeah, because she doesn't even talk to her father at all. Yeah. She wouldn't be acting that way if she were close to her father. She's looking for a father's love. She hated when you're strong and she hated when you're weak, but she prefers strength. Her nature needs that. But then she's also a strong person, so now it's... No, she's not. No such thing as a strong woman or the weak men. She's a willful woman. Yeah, I guess. Because strength is love. It's not that. You want me to fly over there and deal with her? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to be coming over there because I'll we have a over. lot of folks over there that listen to the show. Yeah. So I am going over there and give a talk. So nice. make sure you keep up. Okay. Is she black? Yep. She's oh, black. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Is she Canada black or African black? She born African oh, but Canadian, Lord. yeah. You got double trouble on your hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, man. You're doing just fine. Okay. Are you doing the silent prayer? I started, but like I'm slipping. I Suffer and die. I know. I should have asked you that first. <laughs> <laughs> Suffer, all that talk. And you're not even doing the silent prayer. <laughs> Suffer. <laughs> how is God going to help you if he can't show you what's happening? If you can't see, how can you be helped? That's true. That's why you're not really understanding all that stuff you're feeling because you're not seeing what's happening. You've got to be aware. And only God can make you aware. Otherwise, suffer and die. <laughs> Any other question? Uh, just on a lighter note, just traveling from the airport, talking to all the guys, all the black guys that I've seen. Yeah. They don't really like Trump. I know. <laughs> They're beta males. Yeah, so like every time I took an Uber or something, like when I start that conversation, they just look at me like I'm just crazy. I'm like, why don't you like him? It's like, so now I'm, I'm trying to figure out, it's like, is this the typical American black guy thing that, like, they're yeah. very anti-black, I mean, Trump, right? Yeah, they are several things going on. They have their mother's identity, so they think and feel like a woman, not like a real man. So any man that comes along, they're going to hate the masculinity in that man because they hate their own identity. So they really can't help it. And, and then they've been told that the white folks are their enemies, and they hate white people. They literally can't help it. And anyway, I'm surprised. Did they tell you to go back to Africa? No. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't say, you ought to go back to Africa. <laughs> but it's just they're in a fallen state and really can't see what's going on. Oh. They've been influenced by their mothers and not by their fathers. And then you have the, the race hustlers brainwashing them all the time about racism and all that. Mm. But that's what it is. All right. And another question. Yes. When I was at the mall, <laughs> why is it like I saw like a lot of females that are like uh, lesbian but very lesbian, but like the the male looking ones. <clears throat> but why is it like a lot of black women are becoming that like lesbians? Especially no, especially in in, in here in the United States. Like when I went to the malls. They dress like a man. They talk. Like, 
Why? Because like they're it's... not getting their father's love, and they hate that, and they hate their mothers too. So you become attracted to what you hate. So they're not going to have sex with mama in some cases. So they go out and find a mama lookalike. But they're looking for the love of a father, really. Wow. That's why God said that He's going to turn the children back to the fathers and the fathers back to the children, because that's a dangerous spirit. It destroys everything. They're coming from the mothers. Yeah, that's all. That Welcome to America, <laughs> <laughs> home of the free and of the brave. Yeah. Mark, you have a question? Really good questions, man. You can see clearer now what to do once you get back. Yeah, I do. Yeah, right on. How old is your daughter? Uh, three. Three years old. Yeah, yeah. she needs you, man. Oh. Especially at age three. Yeah. So just be of love and not of hate, and your daughter will be fine. Yeah, that's true. But you can't leave. You're stuck. Sorry. <laughs> and look, don't expect her to change overnight. It's going to take 50 years. And then once he changes, then I die. Then you're going to die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you die with a smile. Because your daughter will be grown and she'll be amazing. Her love her father, have a great family. And then your wife will come around and she won't go move with your daughter. She'll live on her own. Yes, Mark. I was going to say, it looks like um, he's looking for a specific result. Like he wants either his wife or people, someone to understand him or... Well, he just didn't understand. A lot of people, what a lot of people don't know is, I think that a lot of people think once you wake up, then you have no more, all the, all the other stuff going on, right? All the emotional stuff or sometimes you fall into anger and all that. I think most people think that doesn't happen. It does happen. It's just that if you don't react to it, you're overcoming it. Unlike uh, a person who's not been born again, they're stuck. But because you've been born again, the Father in you is helping you overcome it. But Satan tell you that you're not changing. So it sounds like that's what it was. And if you don't have someone to remind you of that, you wouldn't know that. So you're doing just fine uh, when you wake up, all right? Anything else? Anything else, Mark? No, okay. Um, this your first time here? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, welcome, man. Happy Turkey Day. Thank you, you too, Jesse. What's your name? Alex. Alex. Nice name. Thank you. Uh, any questions for me? Uh, yes, I do have one question. Oh, good. I've kind of been thinking about this. Why do men and people in general like to suffer? Because Satan is their daddy. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with suffering if you have the right attitude about it. Like, when you wake up and you start being right, living right, doing right, it's really going to come upon you. But you've got to overcome it, and that's what causes you to grow. You don't hate what's happening. So it's really good for you in a way as long as you don't hate what's happening. Okay. No pain, no gain. True. Isn't that true? Yeah. Are you married? No, I'm not. Oh, you're dating? No. Oh, you ever dated? Yes. And where is she now? Uh, I don't even know. I don't talk. I haven't talked to her in a couple of years. Oh, you haven't? Did she rule over you? She um, controlled you? She tried, but I broke it off before she could. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, you couldn't handle it? No. Man. No. Nah. Where are you from? I'm from San Antonio. Oh, really? Yeah. Amazing. Any other, other questions for me? Uh, no, I can't think of any. All right. Is this your first time? What's your name? Uh, Sean. Sean? Sean, yeah. Uh, hey, Sean. Hey. Where are you from? Um, 
San Diego, but I'm currently moving to Nashville. Oh, you are? Yeah. Any questions for me? Um, no questions. I just wanted to thank you. How are things going for you? Really good now. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and so what life, was yeah. the change? What happened? Um, honestly, just finding you, finding the message, doing the silent prayer, and yeah. reading the Bible for the first time. Right on. Not rejecting God. You dealt with your mother? Just recently, yeah. How did that go? It was, uh, <laughs> it was eventful. The first time, it was kind of phony. I could kind of tell she was manipulating me and yeah. not really receiving it well. Yeah. And then it actually kind of blew up on Thanksgiving Day, and so I really saw it. And oh, this past of, Thanksgiving? Yeah, just a few days ago. Well, what happened? Um, I was giving her advice, and after, you know, two weeks ago, we had the forgiveness talk, and I thought she received it well, but now it was kind of obvious that she didn't. Yeah. So she kind of blew up and yelled at me, and I just kind of put my foot down and said, you know, I literally said, fine, suffer. Right on. And she, <laughs> suffer, mama. <yeah. laughs> For the first time, and I was kind of wondering, too, why like the anger and the emotion wasn't really going away after the first conversation, yeah. even though it seemed like it worked. Um but now I actually kind of feel like, you know, I said, hugged her goodbye and said, I forgive you and I love you. And now I'm moving to Nashville. So right on. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. We'll stay with the prayer and yeah. it's working. It'll it be is, fine. Yeah. It definitely That's is. That's good. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? No? Is this your first time here? Oh, uh, no. Second. Oh, how's, how was your turkey day? Uh, it was good. It was it, good. I was in Chicago for it. Oh, for with your family? Yes. And with, were your mama there? She was. How did that go? Um, well, I forgave her. Oh, she you went, did? I did. On Thanksgiving Day? Uh, no, the day after. Oh, good. Otherwise, you were not going to be invited. No, she went crazy. See? Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Well, uh, I told her that I, that I forgave her. And, um, you know, I guess my dad has been... My mom and my dad have been together, but my dad has also been kind of um, always messed around with other women, I guess. And so he, um, well, she, she she was upset at the fact that I was forgiving her. I haven't had a chance to speak to my dad yet, but um, uh, she was pretty upset at the fact that I was telling her that, and, and she was bringing up all the all the things that my father had done, has done yeah. to her. Yeah. You would think that if someone come to you and say, I forgive you, right. you'd be happy to hear that. Like, oh, thank you. I couldn't help myself, right? But instead, the mothers get mad. What the? <laughs> As you always say. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, huh? <clears throat> and so were you nervous? Um, no. Oh, good. And so you're well now? You're doing well? Uh, yeah, I, I still need to speak to my father, though. Oh, you do? Yeah. Why did you do it while you were there? He wasn't there. Oh, he was not there? No. They're not together? Uh, no, they recently separated. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah talk, deal with your father, too. Right. Uh, any questions? No, sir. All right. So I, um, I noticed that, and I brought this up on the radio show, that most people are brainwashed and don't know it. They're, oh, let me ask, what do you think about all what we just said about women and what you heard? Um, I that, would, that they would kill you in 50 years and all that? I, it's true. We're, we are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, and, but the women don't have to be that way either. They need to overcome mama and love their father so that they won't do that to their own children. They've been recreated by their mothers as well. Um, They're not themselves. 
Yes. And so what helps? I mean, just obviously forgiving your father and, um, and your mother. Yeah. And then, um, and over time just watching yourself and then you change or is that what happens? Do you feel like you're becoming yourself now, now that you've dealt with both parents? Uh, What is the life for you? For me, as far as like having a relationship with my dad now, I, I do feel a peace that comes with that yeah. and um, a love. And so, but I also, I don't know, I feel like I do get frustrated at certain things still. So what now? I do get frustrated still. And how do you deal with the frustration when it comes? Well, now I just try to be honest and like straightforward. Yeah. And I think I realize that that actually helps, even though like it just may sound like it might hurt someone's feelings, but it's to me, it just makes me feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. You just don't hate them. And yeah. sometimes you might not want to be honest. You just relax and notice that you believe the thought and now you feel that way. Yeah. But still do what's in front of you to do. Yeah. If it means speaking up, speaking up, whatever. Yeah. And don't give it a lot of attention. Okay. Just watch it. Okay. It's the same thing I was saying to the young man. It's the same spirit and you overcome it the same way. Yeah. It's no different. Because a lot of ladies are not themselves. They are their mothers. And you want to be yourself. You don't want to be your mother. You want to be you. And that works better. Yeah, for sure. I I was just having this conversation with my dad yesterday how my mom, I was telling him that she still has resentment towards him and all of that. And she still tries to badmouth him to us. And um, he was just... Um, I just noticed that, you know, I just said my mom's very judgy, but then I kind of seen it in my, as I said it, I realized that I'm actually very judgy too. So right. Like and a, just watch that. No, yeah. I mean, that's beautiful that you can see it. The problem is most people don't see. But the fact you can see it, that's all you need to do. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, why is she like that with my dad? But then I am like that too. So yeah. it's like, it's crazy. But you again, you're overcoming. Just relax. Smoke a joint. <laughs> relax. It's not a big deal. All right? Yeah. So how is marriage? You hate Mark yet? <laughs> no. Is he too pushy? No. Is he too corrected? No. He doesn't correct you? Um, maybe, but it doesn't feel like I'm being corrected all oh, the time. Oh, that's he's so nice about it. I wouldn't say he's nice, but... <laughs> Is he nice about it to the point there's no pain to it? Um, like, honey, go stay down. No. <laughs> He's like, honey, please I've, I think down. I've experienced, my ego's experienced some, I can feel that sort of spirit come, you know? Oh, I you get, can? I, yeah, I feel... So when he's correcting you, you can feel it? Sometimes. Not always. Oh. Sometimes I'm more... Um, receptive sometimes my egos but I, I just know that it's not really me like, right if that's I get right. angry about it, I know it's not me that's right absolutely so and just relax yeah it's just so even though it hurt he like you can't cook <laughs> <laughs> you know like what no, it's never been like unwarranted or uh, I always see that like it is something that I'm doing that I shouldn't do or like I, I, so you don't mind being corrected by him? Has a man ever corrected you before him? Yeah. 
men have corrected you? My dad, my father. Your father? Mm-hmm. But not some other guy. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. He has risen from the dead. Welcome back, man. Thank you. How's it going? Good to be back. It's okay. What did you learn about yourself? What have I learned about myself? Since I last saw you. Uh, just learn about life in general. You know, like uh, you can um, slip up and sometimes God doesn't just uh, lift you up. No. He just sitting there having coffee. And then, You're like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and then uh, I would always think like you might mess up and hit the rock bottom. But I learned that there is no rock bottom. It's bottomless. You can keep on going. Yeah. Around. Yeah. That's right. That's what you No rock bottom. It's just bottom. <laughs> that is so true, man. That's what I, so I haven't learned about myself. That's what I've learned, I guess. Yeah. As far as about myself, you know, just I'm learning the ways it is, you know, like, you know, just uh, fate is not enough that your father is going to take care of you. You have to, you, you have to be alert. Otherwise, it's easy. It's easy to mess up. It's easy to get lost. Yeah. And, um, you know, obedience is very important. Without getting into all what happened, when you were lost, did you know you were lost? Uh, no, it's always after. It's like, damn, what hit me? Did you say damn? Yeah, it's like, yeah, damn, millennial. what just hit me, you know? Huh? Are you, how what, old are you? What did you say? A millennial. How millennial. old are you? 40. Oh, no, you're not. Is he a millennial, Dave? I think he's X. X. Millennial okay. curse. They have no okay. other words. Okay. <laughs> they'll curse on the radio. They'll curse anywhere. Damn is not a curse, is it? No, okay. not right now. <laughs> it's all depending on how you use it and when you use it. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's always the, it's not like, I didn't realize I'm falling. It's always when you see the consequences, then you're like, how the hell, you know? Yeah. If this happened. What, what just hit me, you know? Right. Well, at least you're learning. Welcome back to the real world. Thank you. I uh, just feel like uh, these lessons I should have learned way earlier. Why do you feel that way? Because it was immature mistakes that I made. Right. You know? And uh, that should have been in like 20s maybe to mess up and learn these lessons, not just uh, reach this age and start paying. But don't do that, though. No, just okay. be grateful that you're waking up now, that you're learning a lesson now. Don't get back, oh, I should have learned it a long time ago. You're learning it when you're learning it. Hmm. And you're right on time. Don't let Satan tell you that you're behind time. You're not. As long as you're alive, that's where you should learn it. All right, don't have a time to it. Okay. Just relax. Smoke a joint. No, I shouldn't say it to you. <laughs> Don't smoke a joint. <laughs> uh, Victoria, welcome back. Hi, Jesse. How Thank you, you. Are you here just for the holiday? I'm here until Tuesday. Oh, uh, where's your husband? He is in New York. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, did you, it, so where did you move to? We, well, I'm going to Vegas on Tuesday because we're going to move to Vegas. Lord, y'all like gypsies. I, <laughs> I know. They moved to Florida. They moved to London. They moved to South Central. No, well, we've, we've been traveling for the past three months. And so you're coming back. You're going to move back this way. And we, yes, we, we were in New York because he got a work. He got some work there. Right. So he's, that's what he's doing there now. And I said, well, while you're doing that, I'll come to California and then go to Vegas and look for a place for us to live. Oh, so okay. We're doing that. And how do you know you want to move to Vegas? 
It was revealed to me. It was revealed By to uh, both of us. By, By God. Who? Oh, Lord. <laughs> They'll be back to L.A. No, no. God it, said, y'all need to move to Vegas. Well, Jesse, <laughs> I got to say, um, being out of L.A. Yeah. and seeing other places was um, definitely eye-opening. Yeah. And... Um, very enlightening for us we got to see we went to greece where he's from and we saw the situation there and we called you from georgia remember yeah, i remember and georgia it's a beautiful city but i mean there's no place like america right really there sure. isn't there is no place like america yeah and i believe that we shouldn't run away um because we have to fight for our country and so I do want to run away from L.A., but not from America. Okay. So at least we're going to go to Vegas and make Vegas red again. All right. <laughs> so how have you seen Christina anywhere? Yes, we did see her. Christina uh, used to come to church here, right? And she was so helpful. She's and as doing soon as great. she got a man, I ain't seen her. <laughs> hey, she's gone. I'm like, where is Christina? She's in London. What? She's Riding actually in Thailand. Bike, she's huh? in Thailand right now. Shall I say hello? I will. Oh, I actually uh, spoke to her this morning before coming to church, and um, she's doing very well, and she's doing her silent prayer. Are she, they married? She and the guy? They're engaged. Oh, good. For, as far as I know. Right on. Um, but yes, they're doing well. And so how are you and your husband getting along? <sighs> We're doing well. But uh-uh. we did, we did. Um... That doesn't sound good. No, 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 no. When they go. <sighs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're doing very well. But we, we um, spent time with his mother in Greece. Oh, God. And that was. Yeah. That Greece was... is the word. How did that go for you? It was, it was World War Three. Yeah. It was bad. So is he better for it or the same or worse? No, I think um, that needed to happen. Yeah. And it, was, it actually happened the very last day when we were leaving. Um, it, it sort of exploded. And I think she was feeling it because she felt that there was a change in us and we were not putting up with her right. craziness. Absolutely. So, and she felt that she was losing control and we were going to leave. And so it exploded that, that day and... Um, I think I probably said things that I shouldn't have said because it wasn't my place to set them to say them, but I did say it, and I I, I don't regret it. Right. I told her I never want to see her again, which oh, is good. which is true. Yeah. I really don't. That way, you don't have to worry about her moving to vacants now. Exactly. Oh, good. Exactly. Made that clear. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but it needed to happen. Yeah. So, I told her the truth and. Then I watched church that one um, Sunday when someone talked about how if we're speaking to someone that's older, we should maybe talk to them with respect or differently. And I had no sense of that with her. I just felt like I needed to just tell her the truth. I was right. like, I forgive you for the damage that you've done to my husband and to your sons. And she just, she wanted to bite my face off when I said that. She's like, the damage I've done to my kids? I'm like, yeah, you have. You've made a lot of damage. And I don't know if it was my place to say it, but I said it because I can see the damage that she did. And it was very obvious when I was there Right. how much damage she did. Well, at least she gave us something to think about. I sure did. At least she's going to think about that. I know she hates me. Yeah. 
But that's, that's all right. So are you still trying to control your husband? No. You never try to control him at all? Yes, I am a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm aware of it now. What? I'm aware of it. You're aware of it? Yes. Yeah, I'm aware I'm controlling you. Yes. Oh, good. Well, amazing. And he calls me out. Right on. And I take it. I'm like, you're right. Well, welcome back home. Thank you. I'm glad to it's see you. It's good to see you. Yeah. And uh, Alexis and Simon and everybody says hi. Oh, uh, hello. I miss seeing everybody, but I understand. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Um, what I noticed on Black Friday is that most people like sheep. And it's a setup, right? Like when Thanksgiving is coming along, they start advertising. Black Friday is coming. Get ready. We're going to have all kinds of sales going on. And people don't think, oh, wow, they're trying to manipulate me. They get ready. And then on, on Friday morning at 3 a.m. in the morning, they're lining up at the doors of the stores. And the people keep the door closed so that the excitement can come, right? And then they open the door. And now everybody run on grown people stampeding over each other, stomping each other, yelling. I'm like, what the? And I'm thinking, why can't they see that they're being manipulated? Why don't they see these are grown people, men and women, and they're being manipulated on Thanksgiving Day? And now they have started to advertise Christmas, even before Thanksgiving is over, getting you excited about that. That is brainwashing, too. And then they say, well, everything's on sale, right? But it's really not on sale. It's really costing what it should be costing anyway. You know what I'm saying? And people think that they're getting a deal. You cannot or should not let things be that important to you that the world can control you like that. Most people just brainwashed. They're like, and then I saw this, um, this uh, protest at a college recently where, um, what's the lady named that was speaking at this college? They're like, I am a victim. Oh, Heather McDonald. Yeah, this woman named Heather McDonald, right? She was telling the kids, you're not a victim in a university. And the ones that didn't like the message, I am a victim. You can't convince me I'm not a victim. Somebody told them that they are a victim. Can you imagine paying your money to a school, getting that much in debt, and your child think that they're a victim? You're paying someone to brainwash your children. It's so crazy what's happening. But I realize that's the Old Testament out there, and that's the way it should happen. The New Testament is inside of us. So you got to start living from that world. It's a totally different reality. But the world is brainwashed. You can make them believe anything. That's why I told you to start thinking for yourself. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Wait till you see what the answer is. It will be revealed to you. They are not, come right here, they are not smarter than you at all. They are dummies. The world, the people in the world are dummies. They are dumb as a doorknob, and they paid a thousand, hundred thousand dollars for a piece of paper that's called degree. Isn't that crazy? Yes, sir. So I wanted to add on about the Black Friday uh, thing you were talking about. Yes. So I went to high school in Oklahoma, and it's in the Bible Belt. And it's even worse there. There were people lining up uh, Thanksgiving evening. So they'd forego having a time with their family. They'd go to Best Buy at like 5 p.m. And stand in line. And you'd drive by and all these stores just had lines of people. How come they can't see? Well, I know why they can't see. But why do you think they can't see that they're being used, manipulated? 
I think they just grew up in it, in the world, and nobody really told them differently in the churches. They don't really point it out, you know, like you do. And so the men be out there it. lined up, too. Yeah, the men are the first ones. Yeah, they hold right. the place for their wives. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, honey, I'll hold your spot. <laughs> Instead of saying, no, we're not falling for this one. We got to wait and do it the right way. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you ever done that? Line up for stuff? No way. Uh, I mean, how about nowadays. You? Have you ever done that? Um, yeah. No, not really. Not and really? So what do you think about your sister-in-law and the way she treat your brother? <laughs> um, I I told my brother that I, I think he married my mom. Yeah. He she's, definitely married um, mama. She's exactly how my mom is, and... She's very angry, too. And I also see that with my mom. My mom is very emotional. Yeah. And I thought that was love. So only now I see the things she did to us as kids, she was very wrong. My dad, as a, as a husband to my mom, he wasn't the best. He cheated. He did all these things. And when we were young, my mom would tell us. And we hated our father the same way she hated him. And only now, since my dad got sick, I don't know what happened, but one day I just decided to just know my dad. So we just started sitting down, and I started knowing him for myself. He told me how he grew up, his stories, and I realized there's so much pain and anger anger when he was growing up as well. And I was even telling him, even him being a father, I don't know how he did it, because his father was very very aggressive even to him and what he saw was very bad so now and you always talk about forgiveness so I decided I never realized I was exactly like my mom so I went to forgive them but when I went to forgive my mom I was so concerned about her feelings yeah so I only told her that I forgive her for what she did and I forgive I'm sorry that I judged her but I did not tell her that she was wrong for telling us what our dad did. Right. Because I feel like she needed other people to... She was on her own. She was lonely. And she needed us to back her up. And I see that mostly with my, my brother. My dad almost... I don't want to say he resents my brother, but my brother is exactly like my mom. Yeah. He's very emotional. Even sometimes I have to tell him to just calm down and let the moment pass. Even when we're coming here, there were moments things didn't go too well, and he would freak out. And I would just tell him, you know what, just calm down, try to just let the moment pass. But it's very hard for him, and I see that it's hard for myself as well. Yeah. And there were moments I tried to do the silent prayer, and I was doing well for two days, and then I couldn't keep it up. I just don't know why. So. Well, next time you do it, and these things are going through your mind and your body's reacting, whatever, just sit there and take it. Let it happen. You know, because Satan doesn't want to, he doesn't want you to come into the light. He doesn't want to separate the darkness of your imagination from the light, right? So whatever's happening, if you're throwing up or whatever, just sit there and go through it. God is with you. It's just that the light is shining on the darkness, and the darkness cannot handle it. It doesn't want to disappear. And it feels like it's you because it's in your body, but it's not you. And it will die, but you have to sit there and take it. And he's going to try to put fear in you, oh, you know, all kind of weird stuff. 
God is with you. You'll be fine. It's like an exorcism or something will happen, but you'll be fine. All right? So allow yourself to go through it. It's hard. I feel I like I judge myself too much. So what now? I judge myself. No, don't judge yourself. Because you're going to see that it's not you. Why judge something that you have no control over anyway? It's Satan making you judge yourself. So whatever happens, just relax. Smoke a joint. You don't smoke, right? Uh, I do. Oh, once. my God. <laughs> I'm joking about the joint. Don't smoke. No. But I don't. I got so paranoid. She looks yeah, so nice so. and innocent. I never mind. You smoke a joint. <laughs> it's a pot do right it. down the street. <laughs> No. no, I don't do it anymore. Oh, good. Yeah. But listen, it's a spiritual battle. And the fact that you can see where I'm coming from is God who is allowing you to see it. You see now your mother coming from and your father and everybody, right? He's allowing you to see that. So he needs all he requires you now is just to relax. And of yourself, you can do nothing. And he's not going to let you die. You're not going to physically die. But that old nature will die and you'll be fine. But you got to sit there and let it happen. And if you get too much, it's okay. Get up and go your way, but don't judge it. You know, oh, wow, I couldn't handle that. I left, blah, blah, blah. It's not working, whatever, right? Just go back. Next time you do it, you get stronger and stronger and stronger because you can see more and more. Just relax. It's so amazing. And I feel like, um, just like my mom, I seek approval from men. Yes. And I see that with my past relationships. And right now it's my ex, which I feel like right now, that's why I feel like I need to be single because I know if I go with him, I'll bring him hell. Yeah. Now, I, every time when I go to bed, I dream about him. Yeah. So now I don't even know what dreams mean. Good. I'm like sometimes I, I used to think that dreams are from God, and then I'll listen to them. But now I see how that relationship was, and I dream about it. So now I'm thinking maybe dreams are also like thoughts. They are. Believe me. Just relax. That's so nice. You are, are you married? No, <laughs> no, I'm single. So you've never been married. No. So the guy that you're overcoming, you were not married to him. No, we all Oh, good. Did. No, I'm telling you, it's working. You're being cleansed of all your unrighteousness. All that stuff you were addicted to because you were in a fallen state due to resenting your parents, you're now overcoming it. And after a while, everything is just going to smooth off, and you're going to find yourself keeping the Ten Commandments without even thinking about it. It'll become natural. So just let that old nature die. That's all happening. Even with the dream, you now understand they're not really what you thought they were because God is allowing you to see that. Your mind is being renewed. This is better than silver and gold for me to hear you say this because you're doing fine. You're on your way. How do your mother treat you when you're around her now? Um... At first, um, I see that she judges my dad so much. I live with, uh, my parents live with me. They used to live in Toronto. They live since, with you? Since, <laughs> your parents live in your house? <laughs> we got an apartment together. Since my dad got sick, right. they all stopped working so we can uh, take care of my dad. Can't you find a cheaper place and put your mother and father in there and go over there to help? He never, we never thought about it. That's like before That's we started watching. <laughs> and us being Africans too. The way we are, we're told you have to take care of your parents. That's just what it is. So when it happened, it just made sense that they the Armenians are like that too. And I think I may be wrong, but isn't it true that the man has to stay home until you get married, right? I 
so they're like they have the same thing going on. That's that's a setup, and most of the time it's, it comes from the mother. Most of the time, the father is not encouraging. Oh, we want to live with our kids. Oh, they owe us. Uh, we got to stay together. Most of the time, that comes from the mother. It's another setup to keep that control over you. I recommend do what you guys want. Of course, y'all find some little cheap place in Canada, whatever, right? Move your parents into that place, and then go and help when you want to, whatever. But if you let her stay there, she's going to destroy you. I see that too. Um, she judges my dad every time he'll say something. She'll just not agree with anything he says, and she'll look at me for approval to also judge, and I, I look away. Me and my sister always talk about it. Like, the moment my dad say, says something, she'll just have something to say. Yeah. And one time I told her that I understand that, you know, he's your husband, but this is also my father. That's right. I have to love in my own way. I feel like every time when you do this to me, you're imposing how you feel about him, and now I cannot separate those two. But now I see it so well why my dad and my mom have that relationship. Because I can only imagine being married for so long to that kind of person. Yes. And then how he would feel being angry. And just both of them being angry, now I get it. That's right. Amazing. So next time she does that, if you have to stay there, just say, you're being evil right now. Cut it out, evil lady. Get behind me, (laughs) Satan. (laughs) Mama, Satan is your daddy. You should just call it out so she knows it's not a game. You're not playing the game with her. And that's what love is. Just don't hate her because she can't help it, right? But be honest with her. Don't look away. Just say, Mommy, you're being evil. You're wrong. You need to repent. And that way somebody is showing her love. But to look away and not tell her the truth is not helping her. And you're going to be courage and love and all that. It's helping you to speak up. Otherwise, she's going to destroy you. You're living there with her or she's living with you. That yeah. makes sense? Yeah, it does. Is your, your sister getting better, too, or is she still subject to the mother? Uh, my sister, she's, she's doing really well. Oh, good. She sees it, too. And every time we always talk about it and we always say we need to separate their relationship and just see things for ourselves and not judge. Yes. Speak up, though. They say, Mama, you're crazy. Mama, what's wrong? Mama, get behind me. No, but speak up. But I reckon, do what you want. I'm not there in Canada, right? I wouldn't live with her. Not that I wouldn't go help, but not out of guilt. Only if you want to. And that's what love is. But I would not live there. Especially if your mother uh, uh, is, because your mother is not willing to admit she's wrong like that. That's an evil spirit you're dealing with. And it's not good to hang out with evil spirits too long. It's not even good to hang out with an angry person too long. Because it will get to you eventually. It really will. Yeah. So I would get out. I would take the midnight train to Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I'm so happy that you guys are waking up. It's amazing how it's the same spirit all around the world, huh? It is, uh, so it's not about color. It's not about male or female. It's not about these isms and things like that. It's not about all this stuff that the world have told you. It's a spiritual battle. Really, it's about good or evil. It's just that simple. I had a, there's a guy came by to see me the other day from the UK. 
23 years old, and he was so impressive. You know, he came from the UK to visit. He, we talked, and he didn't know the mother was the issue either until he, you know, he heard me talk, and then he realized, yeah. And then he found out his mother had lied to him about the father and everything. So he forgave. He went to start his own business. His business is going well now, and he's traveling around the United States all by himself. 23-year-old male. Not a beta, but an alpha. And that's what's going to happen to all of you. Your life is changing. Really. It's just mind-blowing. So, speak up. I will move out, but do what you want. All right? Do you think I'm wrong about that, about telling you you should move? No, it makes sense because I see that living in it every time. Yeah. You keep reliving it and every time it wakes up these feelings inside of you. Yes. So even if you try to escape it, you cannot help it. That's right. You're not supposed to stay around even that long. You rebuke it and then you go your way. Because if they're not willing to change, believe me, that thing is working inside of her and it wants to destroy you guys. It wants you back. While you're sleeping, Satan just telling her, look at, look at her, she all relaxed. She thinks she's getting away? Uh-uh. <laughs> And I, I see that myself right now. Yeah. Even my brother, everyone tells me there was a moment when I was doing very well, working on myself. And then I don't know what happened. It just stopped. Yeah. And then I just felt so stuck and I cannot get myself back up. Yes. And I, I just, I, I don't know where it's coming from, but I do see that me being stuck at that place. Yeah. You're on your way back. You just need to get away from your mother. Get your own place, get your job, stay with, and let yourself overcome this guy because he's not good for you. And then God will smooth everything out. And if you want to be married, he'll add a guy to you and it'll work out just fine. Really, it really will. But just relax. All right? But get away from your mother. And the guy's not for me. The guy's not for you. So all these dreams you're having about him, let them pass. You're overcoming him. And the next guy you get with, if he want to have sex with you, tell him no. And if he walk away, fine. He wasn't for you. All right? Because he's not going to be able to lead you if he's looking for sex. He's looking for a mama's love. And he will add one unto you. The right man. All right? I'm, I'm glad we came across you on YouTube. It's I been, am too. Yeah, it's been helping a lot. It's working around the world. I hear from people yeah. around the world. It's so am- I never imagined that would happen. It's crazy. No one else tells you these things. Yeah. And uh, when people talk about racism, I say, we were born in Zimbabwe. And I say, we kicked out, uh, the people kicked away all the white people. And I see how bad it is doing over there. Yeah. And they can blame racism. So I see what's going on in America. <laughs> Same <laughs> it's thing. It's crazy. It has yeah. nothing to do with any race. Not it's at really, all. yeah, it's really it's a spirit. It's a spirit. Yes. It's the God that you serve. Yes. Did I hear Maxine Waters say that it's time to take the white people land? Or over there, the fake news? Did I hear that, James? I don't know. Oh. Anybody else heard that? Uh, did you hear that? Oh, okay. I, it may have been fake news. It was online. <laughs> where Maxine Waters said it's time to take the white people land. But anyway, any other questions for me? Uh, no, nothing. Thank okay, you so much. I really want you to relax. You're doing just fine. That warfare that's been going on inside of you all along is now being revealed, 
and you're going to see of yourself you can do nothing about it. So don't judge yourself. Don't call it right or wrong. Don't call it good or evil. Just relax and go for the ride. Get your own place or throw mama off the train or something. But, uh, <laughs> but speak up to her. Don't hate her. She literally can't help it, all right? Okay. I'm glad you guys are here. That's amazing. Yes. I have a few questions from online in the live YouTube chat. Oh, okay. Eastside Oakieville 209 says, um, it, he's asking if he should move up to the middle of nowhere in the woods to get himself together. Is that necessary or should he do it where he is now? He is, says that he lives in the straight ghetto. Is his name Jesus? I don't know. <laughs> no, don't move up to the woods. What you're looking for is the inside. It doesn't matter if you live in the ghetto. It doesn't matter if you live in a little hole. If you get to know yourself and pay attention to that, it'll change. Really. You don't have to go up to the hill. You don't have to look here or there. It's with you already. The kingdom of heaven is inside. So look within, not without. Malkuth X, Nick from St. Louis, he says, If the Bible says that God spoke through a donkey... Why would it be impossible for God to speak in an audible voice? But we don't know if he spoke to a donkey in an audible voice or not, right? Did he say it out loud? In the Bible, the donkey... Well, the one thing, God can do what he wants. So that's reality. Whatever he wants to do, he can do it. But what he has done is he made a distinction between his voice and Satan's voice. Satan's voice talked to you. His voice is a voiceless voice. So if you want God to teach you like a donkey, get on your knees, boy. <laughs> get on your knees and act like a donkey and see what happens. <laughs> I have a super chat from um, Fredern100 from, I think, Norway. He says, question for Jesse. What is the difference between knowing right from wrong and judging right from wrong? It's when you hate what you see. That's all it is. If you see injustice and you hate it, you're judging. If you see it and don't hate it, you're not judging. That's the difference. Don't hate what you see. All right? Did I see your hair? Yes. And then I got a Jesse, so um, being with his mother for that amount of time, when we first got there, we were all prayed up, and we were coming from here and full of the Holy Spirit. Oh, <laughs> and James would tell me something this morning. I'm like, I think it was James, somebody. I said, oh, I'll pray on it. <laughs> you hear the Christians say they'll pray on it? What does that mean? Um, I'll pray on it. And it never works out. Okay, go ahead. I mean, we were, we were, you know, doing our silent prayer. We were just great. Yes. And everything was fine. And like you said, when you're in the presence of evil, it sucks you in. Yes. And no matter how much we both were aware of it and we kept calling each other out and saying, don't judge her, don't judge her. We kept telling that to each other the moment we felt that one of us was doing it. Right. She sucked us in. Yeah. In bad. To the point that I felt, I thought I had gotten rid of the hatred and it was gone, you know, because I did the forgiveness with my mom. And... um she, she, I hated her. I yeah. hated her in, and I felt bad about it, but I was aware of it. And Costas was correcting me and saying, you're hating her. You're judging her. And I'm like, I know I am, but I can't help it. Like, I know what she's doing. It's pure evil. And when you say 
like I think the biggest trick and people it's in the Bible, I guess, um, that the devil um, made us believe is that he doesn't exist and that he's not real. But he is so real. He's real. When that last day when when she uh, blew out, I could actually see like a little demon inside of her, like fighting through her. Yes. Her facial expressions changed. It was it was like like she could like, you know. Yeah. Bite my face off. I have heard over the last 29 years, I've heard horror stories of what these mothers are doing to their children, adult children. It, it's mind-blowing. I had no idea it was that bad. But it's horrible what the mothers are doing to their children. Yeah. I thought my mom was evil, but this was another level yeah, of evil. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I, one of the days I'm going to write a book. It is crazy how that spirit is and what they are and they'll do it to their children and not feel anything about it. To the husband. I had one guy tell me that when he was a kid, his mother and father divorced or whatever. And the mother told him that the father died in a plane crash. So he grew up all his life thinking that his father was dead in an airplane. And all of a sudden you find out his father's still living. As a grown adult male, he's just finding out. And he told the mother about it. Oh, I don't care. He ain't no good. No big deal to her. And the son suffered all that time thinking his father was dead. Yeah. How do you tell your child your daddy died in an airplane crash and let them believe that? Sorry, well, ladies. Yeah, like her, this woman's um, demon inside her is almost as, as, as bad as that. And yeah. seeing it was, was jaw-dropping. But I, I resented myself for having allowed myself to get to that you level. You do that. And, and I'm letting it go now. Yeah. But I could see her choking the life out of us while we were there. Yeah. Second by second. And it drew us back. But obviously, That's getting why out I of there. my family. I stay at a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. You can stay with us. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. No, it's, I wouldn't want to be around that. Yeah. Your spirit cannot handle that for too long. No. Yeah. Amazing. But don't Lesson hate yourself. Learned, be glad to see it. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So relax. It's actually made us stronger as a couple because we, we came out of it together, even though we were shaken up. Right on. We, were, we came out stronger. Isn't that something? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, did I see your hand? Uh, yeah, earlier. I think I forgot what okay. I was going to say. Um, you forgot? I think so. Um, okay. I, do, I did want to tell you, uh, what, what do you think? It seems like when you have Democrats and Republicans... Isn't that, it seems like it's kind of like the battle of the sexes right there. You have the uh, conservative who wants to uh, be frugal with the money, wise, and you got the liberal who wants to give it away, and you have, you know, you have the conservative who wants to protect uh, the country, you know, masculine, feminine. So what we're seeing with Democrat and Republican is, is pretty much masculine well, normally that's what it stands for, but not today because the average Republican is a beta male. He's a mama's boy. Yeah. So he's no different than the Democrats because the Republican Party is weak now. If it wasn't for President Trump, there would be no Republican Party, to be yeah. honest. It'll be a namesake only, but the spirit will be the same. I see it. That's I why y'all got to run for office. All right? Don't run from California. Run for office. God is with you. And yeah. we need good men and women in every area of life. Don't run. You can't run because they're going to follow you. Wherever you go, you got to take a stand. Good will defeat evil. We have done to come here for a minute, uh, Esteban. So you're right. The party is no different, though. Yeah. 
Okay. I got to ask this biblical question from last week. Anybody remember what it was? Yeah, which do you prefer, an unclean life or an honorable death? And you say? Uh, I'd probably have to say an unclean life because then you have a chance to clean it up. So you prefer unclean life yeah, over an honorable, honorable death. death? It's like you're not going to get to celebrate that because you'll be dead. <laughs> I heard that before. Yeah. Okay. What do you say? It seems like an unclean life is something where it's temporary and you can change so uh, just at this moment i think i agree with him so you prefer unclean life i mean as over, opposed to, over an to death. death well oh, okay. death is final so yeah i would say unclean life because it's temporary and you've always got a chance to uh change oh, okay amazing what do you say uh mark unclean life it's nice to have my body guy back Thank you. You took my bodyguard. <laughs> you would say unclean life? Yes, sir. Why? I'm ignoring the adjectives unclean and honorable, and I'm choosing life over death. Oh, okay. It sounds like you want us to say, or it sounds like it would be tempting to say honorable death. I'd rather die honorably because I want what's right. But if you look at people, we live unclean lives, right? If we, if we sin or if if we do whatever, so we're obviously making the choice every day to lead to lead an unclean life. If, so if, you say it sounds like I want you to say uncon uh, an honorable death. No, not that you specifically are doing that, but it seems like it's tempting to for a guy and like that guy's, you know, oh, I'm going to do an honorable honorable death, man. You know, I'm I'm tough. Yeah, and. Um, I think uh, we actually uh, choose unclean life. So have you thought about this question uh, all week? I mean, not like nonstop, but yeah. Right. Okay. What did you say, Hermes? I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> you know, I, originally I said unclean. I would rather leave, lead a clean life. You'd rather... You rather you prefer unclean life over an honorable death? Yeah, but I'm changing. I think I, I thought about it, and <laughs> I'm changing my answer. Um, I think it's better to answer. have an honorable death because I think what matters is what happens to you when you go out. You can live just like that guy that was on the cross next to Jesus. He was a sinner, and then at the last minute, you know, he repented. And so I think it matters how you go out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're choosing... An unclean life. If I have to, since you're making me choose. No, which one are you choosing? <laughs> I'm choosing a honorable. Uh, you prefer to have an honorable death? Yes. Oh, yeah. Amazing. What about you? I choose honor. Honorable, honorable death. death. And why? Uh, you know, I, if I could leave a legacy to some people, I'd want to leave the legacy of, of being an honorable person. Oh, okay. Amazing. How about you? This your first time here? Second time. Oh, okay. How about you? I really don't know. You don't know? I'm confused. So you're confused if you want to be <laughs> unclean or honorable, Well, right? both of them, like, I can see why I would choose both and choose na neither. Um, you can see why you would choose both? Yeah. Or neither? Yeah. So why would you choose both? Because 
if you live an unclean life at any moment, you can um, receive some sort of grace or mercy and you could wake up and start living a clean life. Okay. Um, and if you die an honorable death, it's likely that you lived a clean life because you probably wouldn't die an honorable death if you weren't somewhat of an honorable person. <laughs> so both of them seem, I don't know, yeah. like a good... So I just want to ask Doug, oh, take here and then Doug, and then I'll give you that, and then I have a brand new one. All right? Uh, I just had another thought about that. And, like, I think that an honorable death doesn't necessarily mean you had an honorable life. It just means that after you die, nobody's going to remember the bad things you did because nobody really has a perfect, perfect past and all that. But it means that after death, you'll be honored and... You know, like that, 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 that might be a little superficial. Like, you want to be a liar and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, you just want people to remember you. It seemed kind of like an ego thing, you know what I mean? It's, whereas, like, if you have an unclean life, you still have a choice to actually have an honorable life. Amazing. Is somebody yelling in a meeting? No. Yes, sir. Thanks, Mark. I just had to respond to that because I'm hearing that if you have an unclean life that you always have the opportunity to repent. But tomorrow's not promised to you. So, um, you know, how you arrive I don't know where this idea came from. You can wait until you get on the cross. I I think that somebody read the Bible and they read the story about the man dying on the cross and just before he died, they're like, okay, I recognize you, Jesus. So now people want to sin all the way up to the cross, right? And they're thinking that that last minute they're going to be able to repent. I wouldn't bake on that. You're right about that. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Okay. What did you say to this question, Doug? Originally, I said, <laughs> can you uh, repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> so like we're in court. Which do you prefer, an unclean life or an honorable death? Which do I prefer? I prefer the honorable death. Why? Because I have no real... It's not like I can choose anything. I'm just one way or the other. And it feels like if our hearts are evil, then we're already unclean. And I I don't choose that. You smoke pot. Maybe I should. No, I'll mess with you. Uh, so let me tell you why I came up, how I came up with this idea. I was reading a story about this guy, and he was like a warrior kind of a guy, right? He wasn't afraid of anything. He stood up against evil. And then they captured him one day, and uh, they gave him a choice whether to die or to live. And so they offered him pork, and, but he didn't eat pork. Right. And so they said, well, um, we would give you a normal kind of meat and let you live. Or you have the choice to eat pork and die. We'll kill you. And the guy decided that he was going to eat. He was going to eat the pork. Because he said that in life, we should not accept. And I wrote it down so I make sure I said it right. In life, um, you should. In life, you should uh, refuse to eat forbidden food. 
even for the love of life. So he refused to accept wrongdoing, even if it meant he could stay alive. You know how a lot of you are afraid to speak up because you don't want to lose something? You don't want to lose your job or you don't want to be called um, racist or woman hater or man hater. When you refuse to speak up because of what may happen to you, you're really choosing uh, forbidden fruits, forbidden food. And you're saying that you'd rather be alive, even if it is wrong, rather than die a noble life, a death, so that the person that see is watching can learn from that, right? You know, this woman or this man, he was a noble person. He didn't give in to the okie doke. He didn't say, okay, I'll do what you want. As long as you let me keep my job or I'll do what you want. As long as you don't call me a name. So he was a good example for it. And that's what we should be as sons and daughters of God. We cannot settle with same-sex marriage and all this crap just happening because they're threatened to take your life. That makes sense? That's why I got that. I'm like, wow, this is a good biblical question. Because that's what's happening in the world today. A lot of people are choosing an unclean life over uh, noble death. They say, well, if you say this, you're a white supremacist. And so now you won't say it. If you disagree with this, you're homophobic. Now you won't say it. Just to stay alive and live an unclean life. Isn't that amazing? Yes, James. That's where I got that from. The chat is all distracted because they think that you got the choices backwards. In what way? Because you said pork and eat, eat pork and so die. So he didn't like, he didn't eat pork because pork was dirty meat. Yeah. And so, but because he was a warrior, a spiritual warrior, he was a strong guy, he dealt with stuff, right? But they captured him. And they said, we'll let you stay alive if you eat the pork. Oh, okay. If you eat the pork. And he said, no. And his friends were begging him to eat the pork. They're like, eat the pork, eat the pork. You're still alive. But he refused to do it. They offered him a better meat to keep him alive. Is it clear now? Is it clear out there? Who don't understand it? Right. Well, no. They offered him the pork with the bad meat. And if he eat the pork, it will kill him. No, stay alive. No, if he eat the good meat. So let me let me. Pork is bad meat. Wait, hold on, hold on. Where's the Right. Pork is bad meat, right? And he didn't eat pork, but he spoke up anyway. And they said to him, "Okay." If, and I, I have to add so you'll see what I'm talking about. If you stop speaking up, we will keep you alive and let you eat the good meat, the non-pork, right? But he said, no, give me the pork. I'm not going to uh, settle for unforbidden fruit. So he ate the pork. Is that clear? <laughs> Tell him, Jay, what I'm saying. Tell him, Mark, what I'm saying. Oh, I don't know what you're saying because you keep on getting it. Seemingly uh, backwards. Well, here's a better example. Here's a bad fruit. Right, here's a bad fruit. You know how the world tries to make you accept everything that's wrong. So he died. If you don't get married, it's okay to live together. And you can't speak against it. Don't, um, don't, uh, don't speak out against homosexuality. Or you're homophobic. 
don't speak out against women or you hate women. And, and to stay alive, you say, yes, okay, I accept it, right? Then you're like, I won't ruin your career. I won't call you names if you agree with us. And even though you know it's wrong, you agree with them. Now you have accepted the unforbidden meat because you've agreed with it. You may be alive, but you're still unclean. You ain't worth a dime. Rather than speaking up, even if it means death, speak up. But uh, I got my new question for you. Don't run. I'm going to go get some ribs. Uh, <laughs> is that real clear now? Yeah. Okay. Is it clear, Hermes? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, the point is, you've got to speak up. It's not doing you any good to not speak up. You're becoming like them. You are alive, but you're not clean. You're no good. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yes, sir. Did you have a question? Okay. So I totally get the whole concept of the story and everything, but it's like, yeah. and that, you you know, you, you find your hill and you, you, you choose to die on that hill for truth, I guess. But it's like, what good are you once you're dead? I mean, I get that it's an honorable death, but like. Because what happened is, like, let's say that they, I speak up yeah. and I don't care what they think. I love what's right with all my heart, soul, and might, right? Mm -hmm. They call me. They say, I hate women. I hate the gays. I hate my mom. I hate my dad. I hate my color. But I love what's right. Got it. And by them calling me names, and I've been banned from different things and all kind of crap, but I still love what's right. And I refuse to go along with them just to be liked by them, just to be alive. I love what's right, so I'm living by that. Right. Okay. And so, you know how, God forbid, I'm never dying, but let's say I die. At least you used to say Jesse Stewart for something, even at the threat of death, even at the threat of name calling. He stood for what is right. And just think of the young people and older people who would see that, and they would be encouraged, too, to stand up for what is right instead of caving in just to be alive. Okay. That makes sense? It does, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, Mark. Yeah, it's interesting to put uh, unclean life on one end and an honorable death on the other, where daily, it's not even a death that we're, you know, facing. It's like, oh, I don't want to upset them, or oh, I know how they're going right. to react, oh, they're going to say That's this. Right. They're going to shadow ban you. And yeah, we're afraid of a shadow ban <laughs> yeah. or a Facebook comment. Right. We're like, oh, no, I'm not a hater. Which, you know, you obviously make all your Christians look like haters now, too, because That's you're saying right. that, like, yes, we are haters if we don't go along with your stuff. So it's um, interesting to see that you're not even up there on the guillotine for death. It's like so minuscule and like still sometimes we're like, yeah, it's, uh, the, I, the iPhone's the on sale. The one thing I want you to know is that once you overcome fear completely, and you will, once you overcome that mind, your mind will be renewed. You're not going to think twice about not being honest. It's not going to even occur to you. Oh, I may hurt their feelings. Or oh, I may lose my job, or I may, you know, like you got to move out from your mama. After a while, it won't. It would be normal that she's living over there, and you're going to help if you want to, rather than living in this situation not being yourself. Right? It's going to be normal to do it the right way, and you'll see you have real love. It's, I was at my uh, aunt house and uncle house for dinner. I rushed over there Thursday. I did my radio show. Then I went to the gym. And then I took a quick shower and ran over there before the rest of the family to get there. And I ate really fast, then I left <laughs> before they got there. But while we were there, we, my aunt and my cousin, some of my cousins was having this conversation. And uh, 
And I was like, not even realizing, just being myself, totally disagreeing, not even just being me, right? And my uncle came out of the room, why you always got to be so bold? <laughs> I'm like, what? He like, why you always got to be so bold? Shut up, don't, you know, like, you know how men normally shut up in a crowd, especially with women? But I didn't think to do that because I don't have that fear in my heart anymore. I don't have anger in my heart. I don't hate anyone. I'm not, I'm just speaking what the truth is. And we happen to be talking about the Bible at the time because they're really into the Bible. And so I, I asked them my biblical question and they couldn't answer it. They just would quote scriptures. I'm like, look at you. All you're doing is quote scripture. And that's when my uncle came and said, why you got to be so bold? Because normally people cower down. But your mind is being renewed and you're going to live from the love of God and it's not going to be a problem. It's, you got, it doesn't feel like you, nothing. It doesn't feel like you're against them or anything. You're just representing what is right. And that is an amazing way to live. Absolutely amazing. You know something? You are changing. Relax. Smoke a joint. You're changing. <laughs> and just know when you get in your head about something and you start feeling weird, it's not that God is doing it to you. You didn't go back to sleep. You just believe the thought because you've been listening to thoughts all your life. Now you got to come back to revelation. You're on your way back. All right? That makes sense, everybody? Just relax. Hermes, you had your hand. Oh, and then I take Frank. And then I got in. Yeah. What Mark was saying, even though we don't speak up and it's not at the threat of dying, I mean, the lack of speaking up is kind of like you're spiritually dying by not standing up or, you know, doing what's right. Most people don't speak up because it, to speak up, feel like death. Right. Like, wow, what's going to happen if I speak up? So you're making a sacrifice that I'm going to go along with it just to be alive, but you're not going to be happy. Right. So you're you still sacrificing clean. something, your soul. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Franklin. So, you know, I, I growing up with my father and, and how he was. You grew up with your father? I did. Where's James? James, grew up. I'm black. Grew up. So growing yeah, up, correct I got to on the see radio him show fight. One time, so much I stopped having him on the show. So I got to see he him like fight. like a talking library. Yes. And see him go through challenges and see him fight. And so you, I got to see how a man deals with things, you know, even physically fighting. And, you know, one thing, and there's been some times when I was uh, not very strong. And, and I realized that... Uh, you know, a man, he, he has to stand up. And, you know, there are heroes. All our heroes, most of my heroes, the, the dead ones, they live forever. They are now zeros. But they live forever. They're oh. alive now. We remember them. And the coward people are the ones yeah. you forget, you know. I mean, all, uh, all the apostles in Christ, they, they chose to live and die, you know, for what they believed in. And so that's, that's what we're supposed to be followers of and Christ. And I want you guys to let yourself grow to that, right? Because you're being renewed, and so it'll be perfect timing for everything, right? But if you do it out of ego because you think you got it, you're going to do it and say it at the wrong time and destroy yourself. Allow yourself to grow, and it will be real clear to you. It will be made clear when to speak up, when to let it pass, not to judge yourself. Alright? Yes, last word. And then I got to ask this question and we're out of here. Uh, I think that something that's more important than uh, dying for what you believe in would be living for what you believe in. And I just think that 
We can make more, you know, we can continue to fight for what we believe in if we're still alive. So I just think, that, yeah, the dying thing, you know, it's a tough one. It's it's really a tough one because but the whole point I'm is torn when you on. accept raw as a right because you're afraid no, to no, speak no, no. up, then no, you die. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but at the, if I have to make a choice between dying because I didn't, you know, because I refused to eat the pork and just eating the pork, relaxing and just eating the pork just so I can live to speak out against you know, other injustices and, and uh, you know, be there for my family. Because if I die, like, you know, who's, you know, the my kids are going to grow out without a father and a lot of problems can come from that. And so there's just, I don't know, I think it's something that you would really have to think about. It's not like an obvious choice. Yeah. But once you're born again, you wouldn't have to think about it. Yeah. It would be obvious what you do. It'd be, right. See, that's another thing. Once you're born again and you overcome your mind being renewed, everything is clear. It's so apparent. It really is. Just like the sunshine on a bright day. No doubt about it. All right? So I got to ask this brand new biblical question for this week. And I want to ask Doug first. And some of you know Doug is my computer guy, right? And he's also the guy that teaches you how to shoot guns or something. And I'll tell you in a minute how I came up with this one. So here's what I want you to start paying attention. Be aware. Just your mind will be talking to you too, but let it pass, right? And you will be surprised what you will see. What, James? Some people are responding to. So is my that real clear now about the other question? Very. It's very clear. Okay. So when you're afraid to speak up, you are eating unclean meat, and you're saying, "I want to be alive and unclean, long as I'm alive." Right? That's what you're doing. All this stuff that they're dishing out to you. Um, yes, James. So, um, was nothing real is asking, but isn't there a time for everything, like a time to... Yes, that's why I was saying to the young man, when you wake up, you will see those times. Okay. There's a time for everything. All right. Um, this other person, Aaron, well, I have a couple of other questions not related to that. One is, guys, asking what you think about the spiritual armor. Who? The spiritual armor. The arm- oh, one. no, the armor of God. Oh. Yeah. Well, when you wake up, that is what you would be. Per- it's like he put a protective bubble around you, and you're in the world, but not of it. You're protected from the world. It's so amazing. Last quick question. Um, is it okay to descend into isolation? This person says he's doing all the right things, but doesn't have many people in his life that he cares to be around? Right. Is it possible to get married and start a family in isolation? Well, I don't quite understand. Call the show tomorrow, man. Um, but God will add everything to you. If you're doing it, you're growing, don't worry about it. I don't quite understand the question, but call me tomorrow and I can ask. So here's my new biblical question for this week. It's a doozy. Um... What is the spirit of man and no, where is the spirit of man and what does it look like? Where is the spirit of man and what does it look like? Because I'm always hearing about the woman's spirit It's everywhere. And uh, so I thought, oh, I'll make that a biblical question. What do you say, Hermes? 
Where's the spirit of man and what does it look like? Then I want to ask the spirit of. Um, Let me ask them first because they work for me. And so I can torture them. The <laughs> um, I would say it's it's within and it's still, it's calm. What is within? The spirit. Of what? Of man. What do you mean within? It's within. And what, within what? Within your body. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And what does it, that's what you say, right? Yes. And what does it look like? It's still, uh, it's... It looks like what? It's still, it's calm, it endures all things. Oh, that sounds pretty biblical. Uh, <laughs> what do you say, Doug? Where's the spirit of man and what does it look like? That's a tough one. Um, I would say that man doesn't have a spirit. Where's Joel? Is he but I want here? a week to think about it. I can't it. wait to hear from Joel about it. Tell Joel to come in. Don't we want to hear Joel, boo? <laughs> Yes. I want a week to think about it. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to answer that question. I would say that man doesn't have a spirit, but I don't know for sure yet. You say man doesn't have a I spirit? I would say that, yeah. Uh, but I want a week to kind of hash it out. Is that something? Okay. Joel. Uh, Come here. Huh? Come here. On the stage? Yeah. What's it? <laughs> He's like, what the... This is Joel. Did y'all know Joel from Canada? You see Joel underneath? Did you know you were black? Yeah. <laughs> you black. Come into the camera. So, where's the spirit of man and what does it look like? <laughs> Where is the spirit of man and what does it look like? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. You don't know? No, I know it's the spirit of man. you got him. Wrap him around your finger. <laughs> but what it looks like I don't know what it looks like but I know it's within you know what's within the spirit of man how do you know that you can feel it you can feel it you can I don't know what it looks like though. I don't, uh, I don't you don't know, know what, it looks like. what does it feel like uh, okay. no I was joking come um, back in the camera they can't see uh, you that's about I want to put you in the camera closer. come closer I don't want to be that close <laughs> um What's the question? What does it look? What does it feel like? You said you can feel it. I was joking, but I I had to think about that one. I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Interesting. Tell the folks how to watch your reality show. Oh. Have you seen uh, his reality show? It's amazing. Check it out. It's mind blowing. I'm so surprised by it, but yet not surprised because once you overcome that anger, anything is possible. (laughs) It really is. He has a good reality show. How can they get it? You can watch it on Mondays at 5 p.m. on YouTube.com slash The Gifts of the Dance. Check it out. Three episodes already in. New one comes out tomorrow. Um, amazing. What do you think about his reality? Have you seen it? Oh, give me the mic. Yeah. I, I've seen it, and it's pretty juicy. I know. <laughs> yeah, it keeps I you wanting like, to watch the- it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, and, and I keep emphasizing on Joel because when I first met Joel at church, he would live with his mother, waiting on the Lord, right? And then he finally agreed to move out. He got a job here, and everything changed. The real talent is just coming out. He's a hard worker. He doesn't blame the white folks or anybody like that. And I want you to know that that's inside of all of us, really. You're smarter than the people in the world. And to see him fought and working hard, and he black, that's mind-blowing. 
and very talented. But so you like it, huh? I do. Okay, so what's the, uh, the, biblical, the new biblical question? Where is the spirit of man and what does it look like? So the spirit of man, I feel like, could be in the woman as well. It's in, in, in within ourselves. And it looks like, like in the voice of reason, it basically, it's a guide, a protector, um, a leader, um, someone that's like, you're like a rock, you know, someone you can rely on and um, count on, and just like a stable person. So you say that it's inside the man? Yeah. And it, it's, it's like a protection or something? Protector, guide, leader. Have you ever thought about this question before? Yeah. Is it a good question? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. What do you say? And then I want to ask uh, Derek, and we're done. Yes. Uh, can you repeat the question? Where is the spirit of man, and what does it look like? Where is the spirit of man? I think within, the spirit of man is within. You think so? Yeah. I think. Why do you think that? Because I, I think, like, your spirit, your soul, you know, that's that's what I think. It's, it's within all of us. We all got a, the spirit. We all got a soul. And what it looks like, I don't, I'm not sure. The spirit of man probably looks like whatever love looks like. Um, but you're not sure? Yeah, I'm not too sure. It would okay. just look like love, and it's within. Is this a good biblical question? Yeah, I think so, because I'm... I'm in my head right now, like, well, yeah, you know, so. <laughs> I noticed that the Christians read the Bible and quote the scriptures, and every time you ask them something, they just quote a scripture. It's like they're not really seeking for the real deal. And God said, think on these things, but they don't, do any, they don't go any further than remembering the scriptures. And they don't know that it's amazing when you really think on the real things. Uh, Derek, what do you say? Where is the spirit of man, and what does it look like? Where, I'm not 100% sure. What does it look like? And I think well, that it's just right, being right. Um, he just mentioned something. Um, love. Love and being right all the way across. Are you guessing or are you sure? No, I'm sure. you sure, but you don't know where it is. Not where. Okay. I have an idea, but I don't know. What's your idea? Um, like the, like the spiritual order, uh, God in Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, like that, you know, that order that is with that spirit. Is with that spirit? Yes. Is with that order? Yes. Somewhere in there? At the top. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Esteban, you're a little sweet preacher. What did you say? I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you don't know? No. Where is no the spirit of man and what does it look like? Mm. You don't know? I can think about it. Tell you next week. Oh, okay. Oh, you got to hang out with Doug. You got to go figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. These two and nobody else. All right. We got it in. Uh, yes, Mark. Um, I believe the spirit of man is inside right by your belly. And um, it looks like what you believe in. So like what Victoria was saying earlier, it looked like a demon. If you believe in Satan, then you uh, look like Satan. You look like evil. You look like hatred. And if you have overcome and been born again, you're just all love. And that's what you look like. Amazing. Wrap him around your finger, too. No, I'm kidding. Yes, sir. The spirit of man looks like the great white hope 
Amazing. Oh, amazing. That's the best answer yet. No. <laughs> Good answer. Um, before we close, any other questions about anything? Uh, anything you want? The young lady behind you from Canada. Yeah. You guys came a long ways. Oh, yes, we did. Um, I guess um, me being African, I just, when it, the concept of marriage, uh, a traditional marriage, is that considered marriage in the eyes of God? A traditional marriage? Like, like when you're not the white, uh, we call it the white wedding, not going to church and with the rings and then making that commitment in front of God, right. but more like two families meeting up and then you pay dowry. Just living together without marriage? Yes. Oh, that's how you do it in Africa? Yeah, that's kind of how my brother has it. That's how we do oh, it. Oh, well, no wonder you suffer. I, I just wanted him, I just wanted to know what no, marriage is. No, that's not is. the real deal. That's why Africa is suffering. See, what happens is when God made man and woman, he married them. And so under the umbrella of marriage, you are making a promise to God that I'm going to love, I'm going to obey, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to be an example for my wife and children. And so the promise is really not to the wife, it's to God as his son. But when you don't do it in, under that umbrella of making this promise to the father, then you're open for Satan to come in, matter of fact, give you the wrong woman, and really destroy you because you don't have the help of God to help you through it. First thing he did was to marry them. He didn't let them live together and like, all right, whatever y'all want to do, you know. So you, you're his son. So you're making a promise to the father that you're going to represent him. Okay. I feel like, I think it's like a cultural thing. A what? I think it's more like a cultural thing. What culture was God a part of? I mean, like the way we grew up. There was no white weddings and rings and exchanging, you know what I mean? Vows. Right. It was more like families coming together, and then you show your appreciation to your, to your wife. So that was what's considered a marriage. And how do you get your help from God? I guess that's where the disconnect goes. It's, yeah. You know. I would recommend to do it under the umbrella of God, uniting you with your wife, right? Making you, causing you and your wife to become as one but because it's a spiritual thing and you're going to need his help in the marriage raising a family you're going to need some insight but if you just come together yourself like that you're only going to have darkness and you can't see the right thing to do so that means picking a church and stuff no like that. not picking a church is uh, having someone to marry you so you can make that promise to God you can go to the courthouse Oh, however you want to do it, right? And it's not a white man thing. It's the way the father did because he wanted to protect you at, at every level of life. He wanted to protect your family from the darkness. Makes sense. And, you know, I know a lot of people say in this country, too, well, it's just a piece of paper. Uh, and you know how the government try to get money out of you any kind of way they can, right? I don't think they need to be charging you for a wedding. You should be able to go to your pastor or someone and just do a wedding, right? But the government is always trying to tax us for money. I don't agree with that at all. But you need to go through that ceremony where God is marrying you so you can keep your promise to him. That makes sense. But then for, in my case, my wife is a different... Like, I grew up Catholic, and she is... 
Pentecostal or something like that. So Pentecostal? Pentecostal. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that means, like, we have to, like, we have to pick a church, a church to go to. No, you don't. Or we can just go to the courthouse. But, like, yeah. the issue that I've had with my wife is just going to the courthouse. For her, it's not a wedding kind of thing. It has to be the big, fancy. You're telling that's not going to happen. Just, you have to, now that you're, you're waking up, yeah. you have to uh, lead the way. Yeah, that's why I've been always been pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Yeah. So yeah. You do it. You know, either she accepted or not, but you got to lead the way. You can't, whenever you listen to the woman, you will suffer. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. So now you got to lead the way so that she can overcome that. And just say, no, we're not doing no whatever, right? We're going to the courthouse. Uh, I'm going to fly Jesse out here to Canada, and we'll do a wedding. Or we'll fly you to L.A., and you stand up on the stage. But you go get married. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a wedding. But you got to lead the way, man. I understand you're in a father's state, and you got into the mess. But God is with you. You can just overcome it. Yeah. But don't be afraid. Yeah. All right? And don't leave it the way they do it in Africa. You're doing it unto God, not unto any culture or not unto anyone, but unto him as his son. So he can help you through this stuff. Okay. All right? That makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. Were you trying to make them, encourage them to get married? Um, I just see that um, he's stuck with the whole culture thing with yeah. marriage. So I just wanted him to get that understanding of what marriage is. That's right. So that he can move on because I feel like for him, he probably would have just gone the rest of his life with that cultural marriage, thinking that for him it's marriage. Right. So I just and your kid will suffer from clear. that too. One last thing. Once you wake up, you overcome culture. You overcome language. You're not meaning that you're not affected by words. You overcome words. You overcome all this worldly stuff that's controlling you. You really, you automatically overcome that, and you become a son of God, and you just live by the Spirit. Everybody else will still be doing all that madness, and you will be there, but you won't be a part of it. You, gotta, you will overcome the cultural thing. All right? She's right about that. All right? Anything else? No? This has been amazing. Was this helpful a little bit, guys, ladies? Yeah? Um, here's what I encourage you to do. Stay with the silent prayer. No matter what, even if you're sitting in the, in the chair or laying there or whatever, and your body is trembling, shaking, you got all these thoughts, just watch. Like you watch. Let's say you're watching the TV and all of a sudden static comedy, you can't see the picture. But you still kind of watch, hoping that it'll stop, right? Just watch. Don't judge yourself about anything. Just relax. It's a spiritual battle. And if you should get mad, uh, just know, wow, I was, I was mad. But don't judge yourself. Just notice. All right? Don't smoke a joint. Let's say you get home tonight, and it's the last day of Thanksgiving. <laughs> and you have a leftover turkey. And say, oh, that leftover look good with a little joint. And you're like, no, say, I'm going to eat it without the joint tonight. He's like, no, just a little bit. Just hit it. And you're like, all right, I'll just hit it. And then you hit the joint. 
you need to take some turkey. And now the turkey tastes a little better, right? And then, and then they say, all right, you need the whole joint. And you're like, all right, one more won't hurt me. Don't fight it. Don't judge yourself. The whole point is to let go and let God. All right? We're not in charge of anything. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. So why hate yourself for it? And it will change. It is changing. All right? So thank you all for coming. I really wish you really a, uh, a good rest of whatever you're doing. And uh, we will be back on radio. Well, we were never off. We were on every day this week. And thank you for your support. We're going to have an update on the bond building fund tomorrow because some more people donated. We just don't have it right today. But I will have it tomorrow when the office is open. And uh, any announcement? Oh, yeah, Ms. Form this Thursday night. How long are you going to be in town? Oh, okay. Well, every third, every first Thursday night, we have a Ms. Form. All right? No, we, it's, it's private. It's not on YouTube. We don't record it because what happened in those meetings stays in those meetings. And that way people can freely speak up. Same thing for the latest forms uh, on Thursday night of the month. So when you're back, if you ever come back, you're welcome to come, all right? Did you have a question for me? I saw your hand, but I never did get to you. I was going to say something about the, the question. Yeah. Which one, the first one or the second one? The second. Uh, where is the spirit of the man? And what does it look like, you say? Um, well, I, I was thinking that if emotion and love is the spirit of a woman, you know, I, I would say that logic and also love and protection and things of that sort are, is the oh, okay. spirit of the man. Amazing. I'll give my two cents next week, next Sunday, if the Lord is willing and create the right. I noticed that I see the spirit of the woman everywhere. That's why I came up with this question. But I haven't seen the spirit of the man lately. I just haven't seen it. I used to see it all the time when I was growing up. But now you just see the spirit of the woman everywhere. I even saw an ad on TV where, you know how you had those things to, if your batteries, your jumper capers. You know what that is? They even had a woman show you how to do that rather than having a man do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the? And so I haven't seen the spirit of the man in a long time. So that's why I came up with that question, all right? So we are having a misform this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Yes, sir, Miss? What is the spirit of the woman? I can't tell you that. Smoke on it. <laughs> and I, we'll talk about it next Sunday. But it's everywhere. It really is. It is weird. All right. Uh, any other announcements? Okay, we have a brand new newsletter that we sent out three times a year, and uh, we just sent out the last one for this year. If you have not received it, we need your physical address to mail it to you at no cost, all right? So give it to Ermis before you leave today so that we can do it. So thank you all for coming, and happy Thanksgiving belated and whatever else. Thank you very much. Okay, that was fun.